This morning, the UAW hit the picket line before the sun came up. strike is intended to address a series of issues, including better salaries, affordable health care, job this security. This is our last resort. It represents great sacrifice and great courage. A national strike by UAW against GM after contract negotiations break down. For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. Nearly 50,000 members of the United Auto Workers went on strike against General Motors on Monday, shutting down factories and warehouses across the country. It's the union's first national strike in more than a decade. UAW held a news conference in Detroit to make the announcement. As you all know, the 2015 collective bargaining agreement expired at 11.59 p.m. last night. And we... We will inform General Motors that our membership has opted to go on strike this evening. Among the more than 49,000 men and women who walked out, 3,500 workers at plants right here in New York State. Joining me on the phone from Buffalo is Jim Lakeman, who's the international representative for UAW Region 9. Jim, I know you've got a lot going on, so thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Can you um, give us an idea, how many UAW members are you representing? In uh, New York State, in Region 9, um, we represent about 3,200 workers um, at the Tunnel and Edge plant, the Rochester Components plant, and the Lockworking uh, Component plant. Okay, and we've heard, you know, it's been all over the news, obviously. This is a pretty big deal. And uh, I just wanted to hear right from you, though. Why? Tell us, explain to us why your members are out. What led us to this point? Well, what led us to this point is uh, the actual process, I guess. Um, you know, we've been negotiating since July, and uh, it's been all the surface bargaining by General Motors, a company that over the last four years of the last agreement has made tens of billions of dollars and uh, just two hours prior to the deadline last week they gave us their first economic proposal. There's a lot of things that are open but the five issues that we are focused on today are fair wages, affordable health care, uh, a path for our temporary workers to become permanent seniority uh, employees, uh, profit sharing, and job being Obviously, throughout the, the last year, or at least since November, the job security issue is big because uh, General Motors has threatened or has idled four plants that were under the old agreement were forbidden to be idled or closed, and they call it idling. So, you know, it's a big issue, you know. General Motors is making a lot more product and still than any of the other car makers in the United States, and uh, they're shipping our work over uh, over the border, and uh, we're we're here to make sure our members have jobs. And you really feel that um, you know General Motors, when they were trying to reorganize financially, uh, the workers gave gave up some things. Is that right? And now it's now they're doing so well. Um, you feel like it, you know, in fairness, that they should be fair back to the workers. Is that accurate? Absolutely. I mean, not only our workers gave back, but this country gave to General Motors. And this doesn't affect 3,200 people in, in New York. It affects way more than that. I mean, we, we have parts suppliers that are being affected by those strikes. 
we have communities that are being affected by the strike. School districts are going to be affected by the strike. Um, this is this is widespread, and those are all people that contributed to General Motors coming out of bankruptcy through their tax dollars and the U.S. government's involvement. And they, they're all the all our all our gains gets filtered back into the community and and in other areas through who supplies parts to us, who supplies you know, educating our children, who supplies food on our table, our neighborhoods, uh, through the grocery stores or the, the establishments that we frequent, um, you know, with our families to eat and stuff like that. So it's wide-reaching. Can you describe for us the atmosphere on the line? I mean, is this a is this a, a 24-7 operation, like right through the night? Can, can you give us kind of a visual? It's, it's, it's 24-7. Tonawanda is a large plant, it's a large engine plant, employs uh, about 1,300 people. So there's, uh, there's eight gates that we're manning 24 hours a day. Um, and Lockport's a large facility also that employs about 1,200 hourly people. And there's seven gates there. Those are the 24 hours a day. And Rochester's a little smaller facility, about 800 people. And there's three gates that we're manning there 24 hours a day. Well, what's the mood like on the line? The mood's fantastic, I think. I mean, I think everyone understands at stake here. Um, I think everyone understands our process, the, the United Auto Worker process of submitting demands, having a top committee going through our demands. Um, everyone has a voice. They submit their man, demands to their local union. It all gets submitted up to the committee. They, they make a booklet, and they submit it to General Motors. So they know that all their concerns haven't been addressed. Um, there hasn't they, their top committee has not come to a tentative agreement on most of those demands. So they have banned it. And they're they're uh, they're cognizant of how our process works, and if our process doesn't work, we don't we don't get what we need. And I know obviously it's a you know it's a difficult decision to go out on strike. I mean it's a hardship for sure. Uh, but one of the union benefits is there there is a striked fund, right? I mean it's it's not a lot of money, but there is something to help these members. The the United Auto Workers has a strike uh, fund uh, for strike assistance. So all our members that complete their picket duty that they're assigned to by their local will receive health care and. Uh, $250 a week in wages, not wages, but a supplement. So, and I wanted to ask, how important is it um, to have the entire labor movement behind you? I mean, I know, like, the Teamsters, they're not going to deliver GM vehicles during the strike, right? No, that's that's true. Um, it's great to have the, labor, the whole labor movement behind us, but I think uh, it's also beneficial to the labor movement also. So, I mean, I, I, it's a twofold. Obviously, we love the support. And uh, I think that other other unions realize that 47,000 or 46,000 people on the streets, that means that we're taking on a fight that everyone should take on, and they're just trying to do their part, and hopefully that'll benefit them, too, in the long run. And what can people do to support you and support the members who are out there? I know, I mean, most of us are living paycheck to paycheck, so there's that issue, but, I mean, are you collecting uh, food at all? Do you need wood for your burn barrels? How can people help? Well, I mean, I understand a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, but I will tell you with my 20, 26 years as a labor representative that, you know, labor is the most generous group out there. And if 
where you can get something up off a, a block, you know, a piece of wood, they would. I mean, they're just like anything that they can do. Obviously, we're not taking monetary, um, we're not taking monetary uh, donations. But if someone wants to drop off a pizza or a stack of donuts or a thermos of coffee, you know, they're more than welcome to. But I mean, most of all. What we need is bodies, because the more bodies we have out there, more people that are from different unions that want to come out with their T-shirts on and say, hey, we're with the communication workers, we're with the steel workers, we're with the ASCII, we're with the CS- CSEA. You know, if they're supporting us, then the community knows that this is, a, this is a fight that goes well beyond just the auto industry. It's a community. It's a community effort, and uh, I think that's what, that's what we need. And I'm I'm sure you're seeing that um, because I know that's that's what's great, and particularly here in New York State, the labor movement really comes out. It's great to see, and I know it helps. You know the morale on the line as well. So um, Jim, absolutely. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of CSEA members. There's a lot of ASME members that have spouses that work in those plants, and they're out there supporting their families. Right. You know, it's, it's great. It's great to see. Good to see. I have my high school age daughter out there with me the other day because she needs to understand what those people are doing. Yeah, it's, right. It's a tough lesson, but a good one. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Well, Jim, what we'll do is um, we'll include on our uh, show notes uh, some links to uh, the local uh, area out in Buffalo, out in Rochester, where these where these actions are taking place. So if people want to come out and support you, that they'll be able to do that. And, you know, we're with you there 100%. Just please know that. And, um, you know, hopefully this, this uh, ends well and quickly. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Jim. Not a problem. Thank you. Joining me now on the podcast is the president of the New York State AFL-CIO, Mario Salento. Mario, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Darcy. I'm glad to be here. Um, So what would your message be to the men and women who are out there on the line right now in the middle of this UAW strike? I want them to know that they're not alone in this fight, that their two and a half million brothers and sisters of the state AFL-CIO are with them. They're two and a half million union brothers and sisters from public sector unions and private sector unions and building trades unions from Buffalo to Brooklyn to Long Island and everywhere in between. We will be with them in body and in spirit for as long as it takes to get this done, for as long as them to get for as long as it takes for them to get a contract that is fair and equitable to them and their families. Um, it's a difficult thing to have to go on strike. It's a difficult thing to have to make that choice to go out and leave your job and to leave that paycheck. But they're fighting for the greater good, and everyone in this state, all of their two and a half million brothers and sisters understand that inherently, that you're fighting for a better today and a brighter tomorrow. And um, so we will be there, and it's anything that they need, any of the the resources of the state AFL-CIO, we will be there at a moment's notice. We've reached out to their leadership, and we have let them know that there is nothing that they could ask, ask for that they will not have and that they will not have immediately. And I just, I just, again, I just want to tell them, and if they're hearing, if they're listening to this, that um, we know what they're going through, and we're never going to leave their side. That's what this labor movement is all about. It's about being there for one another and to support each other, in, in particularly in your time of need. And at this point, they need our support, and they're going to have it in spades. And you and I have been out in picket lines together where we see people show up from these other unions, even with their families. What would be your message to the other union members who are part of the state AFL-CIO? Well, that's that's the thing. You know, difficult times tend to bring people together even more. 
And on the picket lines that we've been on, we've seen a few of them over the last few years, the, the, the most heartening thing is when other unions and their members support their brothers and sisters on the picket line. When you see uh, public sector unions and, and building trades unions there for you, as a, if you're a private sector union, for example, to see them and to show them the support tangibly, not just saying it, but actually being there. I, I know that it, it helps to lift the spirits. Now, I know that only goes so far. Mm-hmm. And, and in actuality, you still have to go through it every day. And you're making sacrifices every single mm-hmm. day. But uh, hopefully, uh, when they see, and they will see, if they haven't already seen it themselves on these lines, it's only been a day at this point that we're talking about it. Uh, when they see their brothers and sisters come out, hopefully it, it gives them a little bit more impetus to, to stay out there and, and to get this done in a way uh, where they're satisfied at the end of the process. Okay, great. Thank you, Mario. We appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, Darcy. If you're listening in the western region of New York State, we'll include in our show notes links to local information on the strike. And there are plenty of opportunities on social media for you to show your solidarity with our UAW brothers and sisters. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary-treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. We keep New York State Union strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysaflcio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.